I am Tova Cito. And I am Janice Gant. And we believe our lives should be happy, healthy, and abundant. And that it is our job to get us there. Every week, we will have inspiring, educational, and fun conversations that will help you live your very best life. Welcome to The The Remedy. Welcome, everybody, to the very next episode of The Remedy with Tovacito and Janice Gant and Kevin Embling. Here we are. Welcome, y'all, to the next episode. Thank you, Tracy Pechenik. That's a great name. Pechenik. It is a great name. <laughs> Tracy Pechenik is our sponsor today. Thank you, Tracy. That is so kind of you. Yes, it is so kind of you. We are grateful to all of our listeners um, and all of our donors, everybody who yes. helps make this show happen. If you listen... And you love it, and you have not had the opportunity to uh, sponsor an episode. We make it super easy. You can go to tovacito.com, click on the remedy, and make a contribution. Or you can Venmo us at at tova-cito. And every episode's approximately $200, And but we w- appreciate any amount. Yeah. We really, really we appreciate it. We are not it. choosy. Nope. Mm-mm. Picky. No. We're always grateful. We so are. So thank you, Tracy Pechnik. Okay, today we continue our conversation that we had last week on spiritual truths. This is an article written by a gentleman named Jim Tullis, and he wrote it um, in 2015, Nine Spiritual Truths to Live By. Last week, we only got through three. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, where we are, number four. Yeah, we're only on number four. Oh, wow. So we gotta, we gotta, we gotta make Ooh, this. We one. gotta make this go, yeah, girl. We, we only got did like three. six. <laughs> well, we had some stuff to catch up on at the beginning of the last one. So That's we... true. So maybe we should just get going now. Okay. So spiritual truth number four is something that I'm really excited to to talk about. Me too. And it's we only get one body. In a world of religious ideas, the concept of afterlife and reincarnation and other things often come up. But our physical reality is that we are in a body, and we only have the one we have for this lifetime. Modern medicine and science can only repair so much. And if we want to fully embrace the moment and this life, we have to fully embrace our bodies. Let me be clear transcending the body is not getting out of it it's not some kind of out of body magic trick you can learn it is when you are fully at peace and fully comfortable with your body that you can take full ownership when you own all your desires and physical cravings so that you can choose your actions instead of being controlled by them such as being controlled by sexual urges in the form of lust then you have transcended the body and then you can enjoy your body to its fullest in whatever way that is available to you. Woo-hoo. I know. Isn't so many that so good. Yes. And what I like is it's it 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 hits on different parts yeah. of taking care of our body. Yeah. And transcending the body. Tra- transcending the body is something I've never thought of. Uh-huh. I've never articulated that, even though I believe in it. 
Very much so. Yeah, me too. And I, I can remember when I had my knee operated on, I would practice, I, I would practice the, the idea of, sh- I would shut my eyes and practice feeling like I was out of my body so that I was, I was not that pain. Mm. I was almost watching the pain. Mm. from you know from mind from a mindful place instead of being the place in pain in pain Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. it being defined by i Uh am pain Uh right now yeah yeah so i think that how the the little things that it gives us here how you can live this truth might really help us in this discussion um because i think they did such a good job talking about different aspects of it but the first one is Take care of your body through nutrition, self-care, and exercise. Yes. 100%, which I believe in. You know, when I um, was hit and I was in the hospital, one of the first things the doctor asked me was, what exercise do you do? Mm -hmm. And Really? uh Interesting. And I said, I do yoga. My answer would be embarrassing, but... (laughs) (laughs) I said, I do yoga, and, and I walk, and I do the Peloton, and I ride bikes, and I play golf, and and I mean, I was, I'm very active. And he w- he said to me, your fitness level saved your life. Yeah, I believe that mm-hmm. totally. Mm-hmm. Today, I was reading an article on the plane coming back about a man who'd been hit by a truck and flew a distance and died. Mm-hmm. And there was a hard article for me to read. I'll bet. Um, Because there's no reason I should be alive. None at all. And yet I 1,000% believe that that my physical state when I was hit made a huge impact, not only of the damage that was done in the accident, but how quickly I have healed. Yeah, there's no doubt. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, you know, you are not obese, Mm-mm. so you that is is very difficult for people. Mm-hmm. If they get if they're in an accident or something, or they get really ill, it's hard to pull them out yeah. of that. And it really, it makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, it's like what base you're born on. You yeah. know, it's like you know, some people are born on third base, and it's easy for them to get home. <laughs> like, uh-huh. like when you if you ever got diagnosed with something. You know, it's like it matters what base you're on. Yeah, how how quickly you're going to recover and heal from yeah, from whatever I agree. You know, accident, illness, mm-hmm. disease, whatever hits you. Mm-hmm. You know, going into it is going to make a really big impact on how you come out of it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Enjoy the physical abilities you have. Amen. Yeah. I tell you, I feel like you and I do that really well. I think so too. Kev, do you think you do that? I don't know that side of you as I don't much. know. I mean, Janice and I talk a lot about, I was walking this morning, uh-huh. or I was, you know, uh-huh. how it's such a part of our day. I, I have let myself get very inactive, ever since COVID, pretty much. Really? hmm So what did you do before? Um, 
that was physical. Uh, you remember my rollerblading was like my thing. Oh <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot that was all like about my that. Yeah, but um, I love that. no, at various times in my life, I used to love running outdoors. I quit doing it because it was kind of rough on my knees, so I started yeah. running on a treadmill. And I just got to the point where I hated it. I couldn't do it anymore. I hated running on the treadmill. So that's when I switched. Even to the if you had a TV in front of you mm-hmm. that you could watch, even stuff to listen to, I just got to the point it felt so mundane and mm-hmm. like such a chore. I couldn't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Then COVID hit, and I, you know, you could still exercise during COVID. There's no reason not to, but yeah. I think everybody just sort of it was challenging though. Got into a funk. And, uh, my favorite like, what's thing the point? was yoga, and I couldn't go to yoga. Yeah, class. you can't go to yoga. And so, you know, a lot of people who do spin or you know, the, the group exercises really. Yeah, you know, a lot of people do Pilates or Orange Theory. You know, and they mm-hmm. were you're hamstrung. I think that's why Peloton stock went through the yeah. roof. <laughs> well, I mean, it did make a difference. Mm-hmm. We have an elliptical. We have a little exercise room with an elliptical, and I've got a, a recumbent bike that I oh, that's nice. that I rented when I had my knee surgery, mm-hmm. and I've still got it because it really does help keep my knee loose, you know? And so I was able to continue to exercise, and I walk a lot. Yeah, you I walk, walk a lot time, still. And that helps. Oh, I, I think walking. I mean, there's been article after article that talk about how walking uses more muscles in your body than any other exercise. It's mm-hmm. so good for you. I walk to the store almost every day, even if I don't need anything. So I just like doing you it. You do? How far is it? Um, It depends on which one I go to. The one that's fairly close is probably a mile and a half round trip. The oh, other one's probably two and a half. Um, Elise hates perfect. it though because I'll go at like eleven at night and she just hates that. She's like, "Do not be out oh, like walking." That would scare me. Night. That would scare me. And I'm like, I have done that my entire life. And she's like, "Well, if you're going to be a father now. You need to think about that kind of shit. You know, yeah. I don't want someone to just pour off the road and run you over or mug you or something." And she probably yeah. has a point. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Maybe with just her. go when the sun's the still least. up. Yeah, why don't you do that? Yeah, <laughs> unless you're packing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not have a CHL. <laughs> Next one I think is really good. Let go of the idea of physical abilities you no longer have or will never have. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. important. I think it's important too. You know, I. So my daughter Blair is a an amazing yoga teacher and my daughter Wesley is she's has taught some yoga and she's the most flexible person you've ever seen in your Mm -hmm. life and I hate yoga (laughs) I know it's not (laughs) I want to like it but it's hard for me and I just don't like it and I I used to try to make myself do it and then I decided I don't have to do that there are a million ways I can exercise absolutely and if it's not bringing you joy no then go find something else that brings you joy no I cussed didn't you uh, <laughs> I don't what think did you, you hate about it you found it boring or uncomfortable no it hurts and it's sweaty and it's hot and I would look at the I would look, well, there was a, uh, so did I ever tell the story about when me and my girls and Tom were in a yoga class? I don't know. Well, we were in a yoga class and. I know the story. There was like, there was, it was like, Matt, 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 and there were all these people. And so we were all, it was me, Tom on one side, and then all the girls were there next to me. We had a family yoga thing. And so but then we did the the move, you know, where you're you take a step and you take a, 90 degree turn you know you'd go this way and then you bend down oh, and you come like, back up yeah like warrior a but like like you're both your feet are uh-huh. down but you bend and come back up and tom was in front of me 
and my nose swiped his his rear sweaty rear end. And in yoga, I use the F word. And I don't use that real often. But my girls, I was so mad. I didn't like the girls in there. They were all so flexible and beautiful and skinny. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. It was a thousand degrees and it was just jam pop and i and i yeah i did that word and (laughs) and and what context you just said it or did you say that kind of yelled it no i just was yeah i just said it i was just full i didn't know what else to do (laughs) and so all my girls were like mom so unzen of you. Yeah. It was very, there was not a zen speck of zen in me. It was terrible. Understandable. So, I don't do that anymore. But you have found, so, I mean, you find so much joy in your walking. Yeah, and I love Pilates. I think Pilates is and great. I, I do not like Pilates. You don't? That's the exact opposite of me. Yeah. I do not enjoy Pilates. But I think, I mean, whatever exercise I do, I make sure, I think that's, this advice is so good. Make sure you're enjoying it. I, I think so, too. And let go of the things that you don't. Just cut yeah. out the outdoor bike riding. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 we no, no. talked about it. <laughs> No, no. no. I'm, we, we're going to go over there and steal her yeah. bike. Yeah. Although, actually, you're, you the odds are very good that that would never did, happen was again. Was your no. bike destroyed? It was destroyed. The frame's toast. If you see it, you can see like my body's impact on the... Oh. It's kind of gross. Yeah, no. It's kind of nauseating. We'll get you a tricycle. Yeah, I have to keep it till... till Indoor bike. Yeah, yeah, I have a Peloton. I love it. Yeah. I did it for the oh, first yeah, you time were just last week. That you don't. Oh no! You're saying you hate Pilates. Yeah, I don't like Pilates, but I love my Peloton. Because yeah, you used to do like Soul Cycle and stuff. Too. Oh, I love Soul yeah. Cycle. Kevin, yeah, Kevin Cummings, he was on our. Yeah, yeah, the very beginning. I used to do. I used. I did John Terlingos. Terlingos oh, some people for really a long, long time, that. and then I had to stop because it was not good for my knee. Mm-hmm. Before I had my surgery, I don't know. I might oh. be able to do it now. I don't know. I wasn't great at it. But oh. I liked it because I love John Terlingo. And the mu the music and the music so loud so I good. Uh huh. Uh, okay, go ahead. Next one is so good. Embrace death when it's your time to go. There's nothing to fear in crossing over to the spirit world. I so believe that. Me too. I so cannot grasp that. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much uncertainty there. Well, of well, course. Yeah. 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 There's so much uncertainty. You say of course, there. but you you don't feel uncertain or fearful. Well, I, I, I don't, don't want to die right now. Right. But if I was diagnosed with a terminal illness i would be just fine dying i don't i don't want to leave my kids I, i'd like to see them grow up a little bit longer and mm-hmm. i'd want to marry craig and yeah have mm-hmm. a life to you know there's things that i still feel like i want to do here sure but i'm not scared to die i'm not scared of it either Mm-mm. i uh you don't I, think about it like every single day no uh-uh. <laughs> do, you? do you absolutely <laughs> you do <laughs> Really? Yes. What do you think? Wow. Oh, God, I don't so know. I'm like a couple months overdue on getting like blood work. I'm like positive I have some sort of a terminal illness. <laughs> I do this all the time. Oh, my God, Kevin. <laughs> no, you don't. I, I'm like 90% sure I have colorectal cancer. Well, do you have blood in your stool? <laughs> no. This <laughs> TMI. <laughs> You're just making... I would go to the doctor immediately if that were the case, but... 
You are going to you are a go to the doctor kind of guy, uh, which I really so is Craig. I really I'm supposed well, to do. You have often, a colonoscopy? Have you ever done that? I have asked, and they say they're like you're too young. I'm, they say I'm too young. I'm like my uh, paternal grandfather died of colon cancer younger than my dad. He was like 64. Um, and they say, you know, how old are you? I'm like, I'm 37. They're like, even if you're a high risk, like you have a familial history, 40 is the youngest that insurance will give you a colonoscopy. Well, you know, they have that little, ad- there's that advertisement. There's a little, th- yeah, what's it uh, called? It's called uh, a Cologuard. Yeah, Cologuard. You should yeah, do that. You don't think I thought about that? Of course well, I looked into that. I don't that, even know what y'all are well, talking about. They can't vouch just... for the efficacy of it, though. That's what makes me nervous. Well, there's a, it's a Cologuard, and you just, they do a stool sample, and then you mail it off, and they send it back. Yeah. And it's supposed to have a really good. Does it? Uh huh. Like uh-huh. tell you about if, if you, you have, have something that you mm-hmm. need to go get checked out. Yeah, it's kind of gross. On you do on, it. on just in your colon or all over your body? No, just it's your, this it's is here. colon cancer. Oh, just it's colon a, cancer. It's a uh huh. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, you, I worry about this stuff all the time. Do you get blood work done often? Uh, not I mean once or twice a year, but not a lot. I'm supposed to go more often just because of current, you know. Oh uh-huh. yeah, but I, I'm not great about that and then you get into a thing where you're like I don't want to go to the doctor because they're like what if something I don't know I'm always <laughs> thinking about that shit but you it, it was... really think about dying every single day not all the time no, I didn't, not all the time but do you think it about does it does happen absolutely yeah there are stretches where I think wow. about that every day so this is what I love about when you talk Kevin because there I, are a lot of people yes, that feel like that yes that's what I'm it's saying it's not a good feeling you don't want to have that you know so do you fear death every day, or do you just think about death every day? Both. Are you f- afraid of the pain or the fra- afraid? Of not existing anymore. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, see, it's, it's a weird <laughs> thing to wrap your head around. No, I think that a lot of people, I'm sure, have. I mean, I, I have, I'm counseling a couple of people right now who have a lot of fears around their health, and they're always checking stuff. they got doctors on favorites and speed dial Mm -hmm. because they are convinced at any moment of any certain day that that they have something why do people do that why is that a thing well i think it's i mean it's a it's a fear and so i think that a lot of times people will will when they have that big phobia about something phobia then their brain just goes to town with it. it you know rather than you know, one of the things I, I remember after I had my knee surgery and they, you know, when they put me to sleep uh, and after I woke up and one of the things that I thought of was, that's what, di- that's what death is going to be yeah. like. I'm yeah. just, it's just, you just go to sleep. And then mm-hmm. like if I, I think every too. now and then I have trouble going to sleep. And so I will take a, like a very small dose of an Ambien. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what death is going to feel like because you take it and you and you and then it's you, like you don't even remember going to sleep. No, you just go to sleep. And I think that and I have a picture of my mom and dad next to my bed. And this is probably a little weird, but I always look at them and say, good night. I wonder if I'll see you tonight. Aww. And I don't and that would be just fine. Yeah. I mean, I'm not ready for it because mm-hmm. I'm not through. My grandchildren are just. Oh, they're just too great. And my daughters, and I don't, yeah, I don't. That could I don't be something like Tova's situation, though. Like maybe one day you're just riding your bike and a car hits you and boom, lights go out. It won't be my bike. I'm not getting on my bike. <laughs> something similar. You never know. A drunk you driver smashes you. Know? you. You don't know. You don't know. ever know. No, you don't And know. I would prefer that than to know that I'm going to die. Oh, I think I would prefer to know that I'm going to die. 
because then I th- then you I get could to check a lot of stuff off your list. I guess. Yeah, you could. I would get to be I with like people. I would not want to. I want to. Di- I don't want to die suddenly. Me neither. And I don't want that for my loved ones either, because I think that's traumatic. I think so yeah. too. I, I would like to say goodbye. I would like. I don't want to. I don't want a long process. But if I'm, I would like to know. I th- I think that would be better mm-hmm. for me and everybody involved. Uh, me too. I'd like to say all the things. I'd I don't like want to know. Say. It's like getting a shot or getting blood drawn or something. So, I'm like, I don't want to look. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> so if if somebody had the ability to tell you when you were going to die, would no. you take that information? No. Absolutely would not. Would you, Janice? I think it would drive my entire uh, If somebody existence. had a crystal ball and said, I know when you're going to die, would you like for me to tell you? No. Me neither. I don't want to know. I don't no want way. to know. It would, it would alter. It would, mm-hmm. put a, it would put a damper. I might not go to San Miguel that would, Saturday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. You know? Exactly. It would become all-consuming, I think. Uh-huh. I think it would, too. I think it would, too. I just, I mean, I think that if I... If for some if some reason something happened and I found out that I had that I was going to die within the next six months or whatever, I I could handle that, you know. But I don't want to know the exact time. No, I think I'd be running from it. Yeah, I think I would. I think I'd figure out a way to not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least try oh, to. That's funny. Okay, last point in this one is let. And this is an interesting one. Let go of people who have had to let go of their bodies. Holding on to the dead will only spread misery within you and around you. Mm-hmm. That is. Mm-hmm. So, what does that mean to you? let go of people who have had to let go of their bodies? I think people, people who, who have died. transitioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I think. But what does it mean to you to to let go of people who've had I, to go? I think it means to grieve the loss. And then move, move beyond yeah. the grief. Yeah, me too. You know, so I, so like my parents, I, I miss my parents, but they, it doesn't impact my life in a negative way. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not crying about it. I don't get depressed. I, I, I'm, I mean, yes, I miss them, but I, but, but I think that I, I mean, I can feel, I know this probably sounds really strange, but I feel my parents at times. I don't think that sounds strange at all. And I, my, my, they, they give me signals all the time. (laughs) I mean, it's. Me too. And I love that. And I know they're just right there. Yep. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of comfort. But I'm not, I don't grieve their their death. I miss them, yes. but I'm not held hostage by it. To the grief. Yeah, to the grief. Mm-hmm. Now, how long did that take? Uh, Good question, Kev. Well, my mother had was really sick, and so she she was ready. So that I had I grieved her death before she died, mm. and then my dad just died at seventy eight. I had. Uh, brunch with him in Lubbock with my mom and we were sitting at the table and he never had a glass of champagne when you go to the country club they give you a glass of champagne on Sunday and and he asked and he said they said you want champagne he said sure and mother said sure and then I didn't get any and blah 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 neither did my sister so my dad held up his glass and he said here's to you Jan here's to you Susie here's to you Rob here's to you Bryn Here's to you, Jesse. I've got my last sip. And he took a sip, and he died that afternoon. He went home. He had been on the treadmill earlier in the day, got back on the treadmill, and then walked into the bathroom and died. 
Wow. Yeah. And it was interesting because he had like four watches, and it all, every one of them had the time that he died. And then my mother was, she always. What do you mean every one of them had the time that they died? The, di- the time, like 320. That's where they stopped? Mm-hmm. But the, their Seems like he did have a crystal ball. Somebody told him when he was going to die. What? All the watches were stopped on that time. That gives me chills. And then my mother, so then my my dad always carried a toothpick in his pocket. Oh, yeah, you told a me. Half a to- and he so would break cute. it in half. We called him half a toothpick. And, That's weird. Um, I do that. And you do? Mm-hmm. I just saw you do that. Yeah, oh, I always did? have one. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and so my mother would use it to separate her eyelashes. <laughs> when she put on her mascara, she would use a toothpick. And so I, the day after my dad's funeral... I um, said, I'm going to go to the gym and work out. And she said, okay. And she had a full toothpick by her makeup mirror. And she said she felt this whoosh. And she said, Jan, is that you? And she looked down and her toothpick was broken in half. Oh, that is the cutest, most amazing story ever. Yeah. So that. that that's I why that. I, those experiences mm-hmm. and and is just that 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 makes this easy for me mm-hmm. to let people go. Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot easier for me today than yeah. than. But I think that I mean that was a process for me. I, I for when I lost my children, I felt like if I moved on that. I was mm-hmm. forgetting of them, that I wasn't loving them well because I wasn't mourning them. Mm-hmm. Like It's like when the grief stopped, somehow honoring them stopped. So I had to make peace with the fact that grief didn't have anything to do with my love. Right. Is there right. such a thing as like having like guilt over not grieving anymore? Yeah, I felt that a lot. Like I remember the first time I laughed. It was probably three months after Louisa died and I was working at the church. I'd been hired by Mark Craig to come work at the church. She died in June. This is probably September, October. And I remember I laughed really hard and really loud. And I was embarrassed that I had laughed that hard and that loud because it was like, how could you be laughing? Like it's disrespectful. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, it Mm -hmm. felt like... Like, how dare you be and, happy with dead children? And that is why this is so important mm-hmm. to live beyond. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, the last thing I would ever want is for my children to be miserable, miserably saddened mm-hmm. if I weren't here any longer. Sure. You know, I mean, they're going to be sad, and I would be sad if they weren't a little sad (laughs) but i wouldn't want their lives to be limited by that absolutely you You know know what was interesting when with my accident you know my kids were really scared Uh when i first got hit and really upset but the second they knew that i was okay Uh and i was going to be okay it didn't matter what i was going through or how much pain i was in they had, they moved on mm-hmm. quickly. And I think that that was a real, I mean, they're young, 18, mm-hmm. 18, 17. I think that was a really 
on awesome thing for them to isn't it yes because it means that their life is so good mm-hmm. that they don't they didn't need they to don't be need in the they, oh be, my gosh okay. that would have been terrible right you know i mean that's how they felt but once they knew you were okay then they could be like okay but I think I feel it, like that's common among that age, you know, it's just because really life is good. moving so fast. But I think it was really good for them to just move past my that it quickly, yeah. like because I think it, what it taught me and what it taught them is, God forbid, something really actually happened to me that's that I die, my children are going to be just fine. Yeah, they will. <laughs> mm-hmm. They will. And I don't know that either one of us saw that. Yeah, you know, like I think I would have been more worried about them. Yeah, they would be just fine, and uh-huh. I think they learned that they would be just well, fine. Well, they they would get through it. Yeah, they would absolutely. be sad, and they would never get over it. But they would get through it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You want to read number five? Yes. Spiritual truth number five. Yes. You are always here and now. We can get lost in our minds and forget that the life that is real and most important is the one that's right here and now. And we are always here and now. There is no way to have an experience in the past or future. Even if you went to the past in a time machine, that moment would still be your present. Oh, that's interesting. Isn't that good? (laughs) However, it is very human to lose ourselves to our inner reflection, ideas, and thoughts. Then we project out these thoughts and ideas onto others and the life around us. This makes it very hard to see the truth that is unfolding around us. In turn, we often respond badly and inappropriately. For instance, you may receive criticism at work, but you instantly misinterpret it into an attack on you and the possible end of your career. Then you respond badly and eventually cause you your own firing. This is one way of not being present with our reality. Wait. This is one way that not being present with our reality defines in projecting our issues onto the current moment messes up our heart, our here and now. Mm. So how you can live the truth. Notice when you are lost in thought and what the pattern of those thoughts are. I feel like this could be interesting. Yeah, I feel like this could be a really good concept for you, Kev. Because you, you... This is very much up my alley. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because you tend to spend some time in the past, Mm -hmm. and you tend to spend some time in the future. That hasn't happened. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have any control. This is a great reminder that we don't have any control over either one. And so the the only thing we have is this moment right here. Yeah. Do you think, Janice, if you had to choose, and I'm going to ask you the same question, Kev, if you had to choose which place you spend the most time, the past or the future, where do you spend more time? Uh, I know you spend predominantly time in the present. Uh-huh. But uh, probably the future. Mm-hmm. And, and that is not, it's not a fear-based future. It's more of a planning you know, okay, I'd that. like to mm-hmm. do this, I'd like to do that, and mm-hmm. how fun it is. Like, I went to one, Owen's basketball game yesterday, and he's really good. And it was just so much fun. <laughs> so I cute. love thinking about all the basketball games I'm going to get to attend, you know. So that's, but I, I, I would not say that that's worrying or... Oh, no, I don't worry f- about yeah. the future yeah. at all. 
so, so when I think about spending time somewhere, I think about like it bogging you down, like oh. the past bogging you down or the future bogging you down. Um, yeah, no, neither no, one of those. No, neither take one place of in your, uh-uh, in they your don't. brain space. Mm-mm. What Mm-mm. about you, Kev? I think mostly in the future, but I do definitely spend some time, you know, lamenting the past, things like that. In the past. Mm-hmm. I try not to, but I, I'm sure I do. Did y'all ever at any time in your life feel that way, though, where you worry about the future, death, things like that? No. No. Really? Uh-uh. Jesus. I really What's wrong it. with you? <laughs> <laughs> I've never been a worrier. I've just never had worry or fear about my future. My My only, really and truly, my only real worry and fear is... My if something happened to my grandchildren, one of my grandchildren, the fear is the pain or the pain that their moms would have. You know, that's that would be. But I don't worry about them. I think I mean, I, I just pray that they're protected, you know, sure. claim it. To everyone listening, we're the normal ones. Seriously, <laughs> I promise. This is not normal. But I do think, Kev, and I'm, I appreciate how you always speak your truth because I do know, I know there are a lot. I mean, I have, there, I'm working with this one girl right now who lives in a lot of, a lot of sadness about who, who she was as a teenager. Mm. And she's a mom now and she's a beautiful mom and has beautiful children. Regret of decisions a made at that time? A lot of okay. regret. Gotcha. And, uh, you oh. Know, I hate that. I do too. But it, I mean, every time she comes and talks about it, she, I mean, it's painful. It's tearful. There's a lot of regret. And I mean, I'm like, I just wish we could shake it out of her because Mm -hmm. she is so beautiful and she recovered from it. And you look at like her upbringing, it's like, of course, of course you had a hard time. You know, Mm -hmm. of course you had to go through so much but I don't know I, I and then I see a lot of people really you know uh, young girls who who are 34 35 and they're not married yet and they have a lot of fear uh-huh. about never finding the right guy never getting married never I mean there's a lot of people who live in the past and in the future and it takes up so much of their mental space yeah and it really makes me sad for them. yeah yeah, I guess I was saying that I never wanted to get that I was never going to get married. I, I was free of that expectation in my thirties. You know, I wasn't yeah. really worried about it. Yeah, yeah, until you but, met the girl, right? But I mean, it's just <laughs> yeah. crazy though that how common. I mean, that it's much more common among women, right? That they feel this like obligation at a certain age that they should be married. I mean, or do you think it's I, equal men and women? I don't think it's equal, but I do think that that. Uh, I think it's more women than men. But, but there are I definitely still men. Of course, yeah. there's a lot of lonely. Lonely men out there. A lot of lonely men out there. Yeah. Okay, ask yourself when you're upset if you are seeing the situation clearly. That's a great thing. I always do that. Mm -hmm. Take time to breathe mindfully throughout your day, especially when you notice you have gotten lost in thought and or emotions. Love it. That's why I always stick to the 24-hour rule before reacting. Uh Uh-huh. Good job. Good job. Yeah, that's a really really good. good. That's a really good discipline, Kevin. You're really good. But don't go too far past that because sometimes 
you know, you'll forget, you're like, you don't care anymore. And it's yeah. like, you never end up dealing with it. Yeah. Like 24 hours is a perfect amount of time for your head to clear and then still actually address yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next one is slow down, which I is, like that one. I, I like that too. Foc- and then the last one is focus on what is really happening now. The more you focus, the more texture and detail life can reveal to you. I love that texture of your life. Focus on what is really happening now. The more you focus, the more texture and detail life. Oh, I really like that. Isn't that great? You know what I really like about that? I think about your mom with the toothpick. You mm-hmm. know, if she if she was in a hurry or if, like I I read this and I'm thinking how much do we miss as humans because of the blowing and going, the distractions, the hurry, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the are we stress, worry, pressure? You uh-huh. just you forget uh-huh. everything that's happening in the present. Well, you're you know? not even you're looking. not enjoying it. Yeah, you're not looking at it. Yeah, your your advice, your remedy a couple of weeks ago was wiggle your feet, mm-hmm. wiggle, wiggle your, your toes. toes, and remember that this moment is the only moment we mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. And so, doing the here and now. Yeah, it's a good one. Okay, spiritual truth number six. I really love this one. Mm. Everything is spiritual. Love it. Love it. Sometimes you might hear me say everything is spiritual and your reaction might be like something, whoa, dude, I just totally saw a bus do a head-on collision with the semi-truck. How is that spiritual, bro? That is common when people do that. When you say like, you know, everything works out and God takes care of us. Something like Uvalde happens and everyone will say, what are you talking about? Like, where's God in that, you know? Yeah, and it's a good question. It's a good, yeah. So he says, let me explain. When I or anyone else is using spiritual in this way, we're saying that all of life is consciousness. All of life is energy. For me, energy and consciousness are united, although other spiritual traditions treat them differently. From seeing that consciousness is always with us and around us, it helps us to notice when we feel cut off. Spirituality is the stuff that interconnects us, and when we feel disconnected, something has come up within us to create that illusion. Because ultimately, any sense of being disconnected is an illusion. Yeah. There are powerful illusions in this world. And when people act out from illusion, they can do terrible harm to others to create intense pain and suffering. The child who is beaten severely grows up to be a cruel person who does terrible harm to others and perhaps hijacked the, the aforementioned bus and drove it into the semi. But even this consciousness is there. It may not be a pretty picture, but spirit, that water of consciousness I mentioned earlier, is always here, even if we are ignorant of that truth and acting poorly. Mm -hmm. I love that. You know, one of the things that I have practiced since the Ukraine-Russia conflict Mm -hmm. is the awareness that they are of the same source that I am. They are. That we are spiritually the same. Yeah. And their consciousness is is my consciousness. Mm-hmm. And it helps me, you know, because I I don't I don't believe that there are bad people. I think I think that there are people who can do some really bad things. Mm-hmm. But their consciousness is the same as mine. And and I that really it just helps me. You know? How does it help you? How does that impact your life? Well, it keeps me from worrying mm-hmm. or being angry mm-hmm. about 
the things that that I feel more saddened about the tragedies than I feel anger about it. That's really, really because cool. I feel like that the because I because the people that participated in those in those things have the same consciousness as me. Mm-hmm. They 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 have different beliefs and different behaviors, but it's it's just the same. So it keeps me from being one up. Yeah. Yeah. It keeps you out of your ego and mm-hmm. and it keeps you conscious of I mean going back to I don't remember which truth, but you know we we are all expressions of God mm-hmm. and we were all created in his image. And I do believe this has said in so many reasons that we don't know why people act or behave in the way that they do. There's good reasons for it. And it's, it's not our place to judge. No. And, and that it's not God's will. No, it is. I do not believe that I do. You know, I, I believe that we can find purpose in anything, but I don't believe that everything happens for a reason. I agree. I think you can, yeah, I think there you can learn from everything. I do too. But I don't believe that God is up there playing chess no. with us no, as pieces. That would be but a there's a lot God. of people who think like that. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, what about God's a kid hurra- with an ant farm, basically. Hurricane Katrina d- happened because people in New Orleans were evil and they needed to learn. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, and so he created this great flood to destroy lives and families and futures. Like, who would I wouldn't believe in that God? No, <laughs> no, just, you certainly wouldn't trust. No, Mm-mm. no, yeah, no. Go ahead and keep reading. Oh, I thought we finished. Oh, did, did we? we finish number six? Uh, no, uh, up, 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 up. notice when you feel most connected and alive and where these feelings are arising from. I think that is a great little tidbit. Uh-huh. So, w- where are, do they arise? They are. It, for they arise for me from my belly button up through my chest. So when I read this, notice, I think places. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I think people. I think well, like at the doctor's was, office doing the anatomy just, scan last week. I was like, just gonna say that for the baby, not a for, me, for me. My my, this is where I feel that consciousness in my in body. body. Mm-hmm. But I feel the most connected and alive. When I'm, these feelings are arising from joyful experiences, or being with Tom, or being with my grandchildren, or sitting here with y'all, or I mean, there are so many, many, many things that help me to be aware of this consciousness. Mm-hmm. There's a yeah. lot of places I feel really connected and most alive, and you know what? I I, I like this because I think it's equally important to notice when we're not feeling collected connected I do too and not feeling alive and I think we should avoid those yeah so where do you not feel connected what happens when I don't feel I feel really disconnected with humanity when I am in a group where people are speaking unkindly okay about yeah. other people mm-hmm. when there's a lot of negativity Ooh. um or gossip uh I want to get out of that space quickly. oh me too me too. So I do not connect with people. I do not feel alive. I do not feel alive in superficial, being in superficial places where, um, for me, that feels superficial, that I don't, I'm in a place where I don't really believe where I am. <laughs> like, I don't, like a charity event. I'm just going to make something up. 
like I don't know of a charity event I don't feel connected but if if I had to go and put on a big ball gown and be in an uppity crowd and be something that isn't comfortable to me Mm -hmm. then I feel disconnected when I'm acting outside of something that feels authentic to me I feel disconnected Mm -hmm. from myself you don't like to pretend I do not like to pretend (laughs) that Uh that. when I feel like I'm pretending Mm -hmm. I feel disconnected from myself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree and and when I'm around negativity I disconnect from others yeah yeah I want to go away yeah, yeah. I don't like I don't like gossip either at all. Mm-mm. When people are mean about other people, I want to yeah, me get too. away from them. Me too. Yeah. Okay, you're up for seven, aren't you? No, it's yours. Oh, it's me. Uh-huh. Okay. There is more to life than we can perceive. The unconscious ego wants to believe it can know all things, but it can't. The universe is vast. Our senses and our brains are limited. Boy, do I believe that. Yes. Consider that there is a huge spectrum of light, and we can only see a very, very small fraction of it. This is just one of the many things going on in the universe around us at all time that is completely invisible to us. And while we are human beings, and while we human beings are quite clever in finding some of this stuff, the greater truth is that we will never be able to know it all. In this truth, we find ourselves deeply humbled. I love this one. I do too. Don't you? I've talked about in, uh, there's a Bible study I teach on Thursdays, and I've said in that Bible study a thousand times, I think that we're going to get to heaven or transition to the life after this one, and we are going to be like, oh, (laughs) like, (laughs) now I get it. I totally get it now. (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh, and I mean, just like we've talked about how you feel your parents. I mean, I think Mm -hmm. we are such human beings having such a spiritual experience. Me too. And we are, I 1000% believe we are limited to our humanness in this world. Oh, I think if we actually knew what it what that was going to be like, we'd be throwing ourselves off buildings. Yeah. Right and left. Yeah, I think you there's know? some that you know people who've had near death experiences and transition and then had to come back, they were angry. I know that they had to come back. I know. And live in this life after they experienced the life after. Yeah. I Interesting. Love it. Me too. Okay, you want to keep going since we're we're What's our time? Aren't Kev? we 45? 45, yeah. Oh, yeah, let's do. Okay. We have two more. Yeah. Uh, you going to read those, How You Can Live That Truth? Oh, sure. Uh, don't assume you know everything. Oh, hell yeah, I don't. Me neither. Or what is right for others. Yeah, that's don't the point. That. I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem. You do well, know a lot. You <laughs> just don't know everything. Well, you <laughs> nail this one then. <laughs> Definitely. And this one is really important, or what is right for others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mom is out there. Yep. Practice listening to others with humility and openness to learn more. Love that. Yep. Stay engaged with life to find what feels true to do or not do in any given moment. Just because a moment seems similar to a past moment doesn't mean it has to be the same. I love that Me one. Me too. Enjoy the mysteriousness of life. Do yeah. you enjoy, do you guys enjoy the mysteriousness oh, of yeah. life? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, Kevin shaking his head. I don't like that. I don't know that I've ever seen anyone nod more emphatically (laughs) and then a no. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) I would like to know. 
All right, go ahead with spiritual truth eight. Okay, pain and joy are equally part of this world. People spend a lot of time trying to escape pain and find joy, but ultimately both are equal parts of the human experience. It's simply how it is. If you stub your toe, your toe feels pain, and embracing that moment, we breathe through the discomfort. Discomfort. We don't uh, add insult to injury by getting angry with ourselves for stubbing our toe. I just stubbed my toe you in the did. middle of the night last night. You did? And I got so pissed I, off. I, I that's the worst. <laughs> this, no this leads to suffering, So there you Tova are. and Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> and while we can be free of mental suffering, pain will always be with us. With joy and pleasure, we tend to have the reversed issue. We hold on. Where we tend to avoid or fight pain, we generally pursue and cling mm. to joy. This can sour relationships, jobs, and other things that have served their purpose in your life because, as I pointed out in Spiritual Truth too, nothing lasts forever in this changing world. Holding on can also inhibit your ability to embrace new opportunities because you have no space for them. And embracing joy is part of the world, the deepest embracing brings with it the ex- expectation that we will have to let go. Mm, that is really mm-hmm. good. And it's just so true. I mean, it's it's like everything. It's, it A is beginning not and an end. going to last forever. No. The joy it, or the pain. That's right. So here's how we can live this truth. Let go of jobs and relationships that are ending. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> Be committed to jobs and relationships when things are uncomfortable as well as easy and joyous. I really like that one because especially following have let go, but also be committed. Uh-huh. Like let go when it's time to let go, but also when you're in it, commit to it. Mm-hmm. That's why I like deal breakers mm-hmm. because it gives us mm-hmm. a format on which to leave yep. if something happens. Yep. And you can do that with a job or a friendship relationship as well. You know well. why I appreciate I would appreciate that so much if I was married to you because I it's I know. Uh-huh, you know. I know. Like I'm I anybody who's ever been in a relationship where there's always a threat of breaking up mm-hmm. or I'm going to leave you mm-hmm. or they leave, mm-hmm. that feels horrible. Mm-hmm. And yet if you tell me these are the five reasons I will leave you. Mm-hmm. Then I don't have to ever worry about no. whether or not you're going to stay and, and when you're going to go. There are no, these are the only ones. Yes. Other, it. everything else, guess what? I'm going to stay. That's right. I'm committed to I've made to a this committed relation. to myself and to you that I'm going to stay. But if you do blah, 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 blah. I'm out. I'm out. And you've been told. Yeah. You've been informed. You have been informed. <laughs> Don't be acting the fool. That's exactly right. We had this lady that babysat for us when the girls were young, and she, oh, I loved her. She was so cool. And she said one day, I said, so what happened in your relationship? And she just shook her head and said, he was acting the fool. <laughs> I was like, okay, I got it. We all know I got, got it. it. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> okay, let go. Okay, let's say let, let. Okay. Breathe. Breathe into emotionally uncomfortable moments to process upset emotions as you feel them. If you don't, you'll store that pain 
and it will define your future actions. It sure will. Yeah, that's really good to be reminded of that. Yeah. Allow joy to arise naturally in the here and now. It doesn't have to be in a spiritual commune in some <laughs> idyllic place. Well, you don't do commune, so. <laughs> I don't do commune. I'm not going to TD in an outhouse. That's for sure. <laughs> so, Kev, you, you've expressed in this that you have a lot of worry, fear, but which is worse during times of stress you get more neurotic you know but but do you also experience inordinate amount of joy yeah can, can you be joyful absolutely okay i've seen you have joy but like um what? i hadn't what was that other one we were just talking about when to when you feel what makes you feel connected or whatever it kind of it's kind of the same thing um like i was saying at uh we had to go do the anatomy scan at the doctor for the baby where they show us her face and all her fingers and toes oh, yeah, and all that. Yeah, it's yeah. like really, I don't know. It was like the first time like seeing all that. It yeah. felt like it was really just the three of us, you know, like oh, we were like a little so family. Sweet. It was so weird, but that was very joyful. Yeah. I was very connected. Were you nervous way. before really they before you were going? Aww. A little bit because mm -hmm. I because of my paranoia. I was like, God, what if she have one arm? What, you know, there's all kinds of little things like that. Yeah, but, yeah, I get that. It's really cute. But, um, yeah, definitely I can. Even during rough, stressful times, you can still have joyful moments. Yes. For sure. Yes. And I think that that is just a really difficult thing to remember when you're in pain or when you're hurting, that it's mm -hmm. not going to last forever. Mm -hmm. This mm -hmm. moment, this moment, regardless of what you're feeling, all the joy, all the pain, it's it's not going to last and you know that is that's why, good news well and it's so that's Very. why that's why it's so fun to suck it all in mm -hmm. you know uh i'm going to mexico on saturday with my friend vicky savers in little rock and we've this is i don't know maybe our fifth trip to do this and we go to spanish school and it's so fun and every minute that we do, we're together, is just so fun. That's that, so and good. And it is just so good. And even then, you know, we don't, I was telling Tom, I said it's just so easy because, like, I, I might say, okay, I'm going to go lie down and read a little bit. And she go, okay, yeah, me too. And then we just, I mean, it's just so easy, easy. and beautiful mm -hmm. and fun and nothing on your mind except to remember your Spanish. <laughs> And, and where you're going to have dinner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> where we're going to have dinner. And then, you know, we'll eat dinner, I don't know, maybe 5 o'clock every night. Go back and relax. Uh -huh. I love those kind of trips. Oh, it's just the best. Yeah. yeah. San Miguel is a great place yeah. to go. Just don't take the elevator. Uh, I'm not going to take the elevator at that. Oh, that's Inside funny. joke, people. Sorry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you have... run into Tova sometime, ask her to tell you that story about the girl trapped in the elevator. Oh, so it's stressful. It's a good one. So stressful. <laughs> I remember that elevator. Do you? Yeah, that? it was glass and it was small. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Poor girl. Oh. Okay, spiritual truth. Poor you. Nine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, poor me, actually. Spiritual truth number nine, we are love. When someone says that we are love, it may sound like total nonsense. Sometimes it is, but not because the truth is nonsense. It depends on how someone says it. When I say that we are love... I'm saying that we are divine. We are consciousness. We are the universe. All these words blend together. 
In this all-encompassing love, there's a natural flow and harmony that moves through all of us, or all of the universe. But at the same time, that flow also embraces disharmony and separation. And much like spiritual truth number seven, we honor that we don't fully understand this vast flow that embraces billions of galaxies. How could we fully perceive that? Instead, we relax and we go inwards to rest in that deeper space of love that we all have. The more we do this, the less of an idea that truth becomes. The more you know in your being that you are love and that we are all love, the less you will even care to think about it. It simply, it will simply be what is. So how can you live this truth? Journey inwards through journaling and meditation. What if you don't like to journal or meditate? How do you guys feel? Then you just sit. Sit in silence. You know, it doesn't have to be a specific breathing meditation Mm -hmm. or a practice. I think if you can sit, I think sitting in nature is probably one of the most spiritual ways for me to connect whether it's the wind, watching the wind <laughs> blow through the trees or watching a bug crawl across the concrete or smelling feeling the wind, feeling the wind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Notice how you cut yourself off from yourself and from love. That's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? How do you do that? I'm thinking, how do I cut myself off from myself? And from love. I think for me, mine would Mm. be if I started, it would be criticizing. If I, if I take a critical approach to looking at Mm. my life or a friendship or, or I don't know, anything, you know, then that's going to cut me off from that. That's a really good answer. I think, I think I feel the most disconnected from love when I get angry Mm -hmm. when yeah or when I take things too personal Uh I can take things too personal Mm -hmm. I can make somebody else's behavior about me Mm -hmm. and other people's behavior is not about me it's about them that's right but I can just I I have to that that is like okay Tova come back like I've got to bring myself back one of the things that I learned in Al-Anon years ago was that I am not center of the universe and people's behavior is not about me Mm -hmm. that people's behavior is about them it may affect me sure but it is not about me so I don't need to take it personally if somebody says something you know you're ugly and mean Mm -hmm. you know I can stop and say is that true and if it's like if it's true then I can say okay yeah I apologize but if it isn't then I can let that go because what you think of me is really none of my business. Yeah. So uh, that I've learned that. I used to take everything personally, mm-hmm. and I just don't anymore. I, I do. I want everybody to like me. You do? Yeah. Still? Yeah, you st- sure. Really? I think so. That kind of surprises me about you, Kev. Really? Yeah. I, I, I do not perceive That's why I'm not good at saying no either. Pleaser. Yeah. yeah. So when do you feel, how do you cut yourself off from love, Kev? I got to say it's worrying and stressing out about stuff. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, which is funny because you know my process is to isolate. That's like what I do. I retreat. And that's also when I feel the most disconnected. So 
why do I do that? Why is that my process? I think I it's know. just a habit, you know. And I don't. And I think I think that we develop those sort of habits yeah. of disconnecting. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I used to care so much about what people thought of me, and um, and yeah, I don't care really at all. <laughs> What people think of me. I don't. I mean, I want people to like me, but I don't need it at all. I think you have to grow into that. I think you do too. I think it's a, I think it's something that gets easier when you get a little older because you're not, your, your life is just really different. You're not in social settings or trying to fit in with a certain group or anything like that. Impress people and, yeah, and impress people. You know, it doesn't, I care about what, I care about what the people I care about think about me Mm -hmm. um like if i disappointed or let down craig or my children Mm -hmm. and they were upset with me that would upset oh well me too Um, but i don't but beyond my my very small circle of people that i like really really care about like i i don't get wrapped up in what people think about me but I really used to I mean I've told the story when I worked at the church I tried to quit like all the time because people were mean at the church they would have a lot of opinions about yeah the way I've never heard anyone say they don't like you oh well those people aren't listening because they don't (laughs) like me (laughs) I guess that makes sense too but yeah I promise you there's people who do not like me and I, I don't know who they are, but I, I... You don't care? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I don't... Yeah. I don't care if people don't like me. Mm-hmm. I really don't. And I really don't... I really don't harbor... If somebody's unhappy with me, it really, it really doesn't... I, I really don't hold on to that. I, I, I don't... I've, you know, I mean, I think I would say... If I, if I thought one of my daughters was upset with me, or if I thought you were upset with me or Kevin... I would call you and say, hey, I get a feeling that you're a little perturbed with me. You want to talk about it? And if you're like, no, I don't, I'd be like, okay. Then hang up. I'd be like, okay. As Pia Melody said, you step over their body and go on with your life. Mm -hmm. If people don't want to get into resolving conflicts, so you don't have to harbor other people's opinion too closely. Oh, I hate avoiding conflict I resolution that's the worst i do too i want to solve it quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. me too but the difference the between way. how i used to be and how i am now is if i thought somebody was upset with me about something i would panic mm-hmm. i used to like have a feeling of panic oh that's a little girl how does yeah. that little girl yeah that little girl was probably six mm-hmm. like if i got in trouble i was so scared and that was a very familiar feeling of i'm in trouble if somebody didn't like me so I had to like really, and it was Mark Craig at the church who gave me permission to not, he was like, who gives a shit? Tell him to go to another church. And I'm like, wait, what? Really? <laughs> <laughs> we can do that? <laughs> and he was like, yes. Like, Tova, everybody's not going to love you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, on any given Sunday, I'd give a sermon and I would change somebody's life and I'd ruin somebody else's. Yeah. <laughs> somebody would want to know where I got my shoes and the other person would be like, you dress horrible you know you should be embarrassed to call yourself a pastor and dress like that on a stage i mean it was just a it was just pick your yeah pick your opinion yeah it, that that had to be difficult you could no way please mm-hmm. everybody no way uh-uh 
So I love the last one. Me too. It says, I just lost it. It says, learn to offer loving service to others and to this world. Yeah. I think that's a perfect way to end. Me too. <laughs> I think that that when we when we find opportunities to offer loving service, it fills us up. It does. Not only does it do we become a blessing to others, I think that what we discover is how much of a blessing we become to ourselves. <clears throat> well, and you know, the the for the the people that listen to this podcast, you you cannot imagine maybe you can, but I I don't think you can fully imagine how amazing Tova and Kevin and I feel about the fact that you listen. Yeah. And it so truly <laughs> is it, I mean, it, it, it kind of makes me cry a little bit because it is so lovely and it just fills our hearts. Yeah. And we really do appreciate the fact that you will punch play on our again podcast. Again and again. It's yeah. so awesome. It really is awesome. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to make an impact. Yeah. And thanks for the impact that all of you make on us. Yeah. It is yeah. significant. Yeah. And it's just fun for us. <laughs> the other day I was walking down my my street on Edgemere and this girl goes, Hi Tova. And I did not recognize her. Uh -huh. And she goes, you don't know me. I listen to the podcast. And I'm like, and I was counting. How does so many people know what y'all look like, too? I wonder. I, I wondered that. I told Craig the story. Let's Google and your he's name. like, how does he know? How do they? And I was like, they must follow on social media or something. Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Or that, looked us it. up online. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I was counseling a girl while I was walking. And she goes, did I just hear what I thought I heard? <laughs> and she's like, what is that like? And I said, incredibly humbling. Uh, humbling and it does choke you up it does it is a very yeah. emotional i have yeah. a lot of emotions around that yeah as well. me too so. me too thank you all very much we love you deeply have we an do. amazing week